0: a joy to come before your presence to study your holy written word, and we do so in the matchless name of Jesus, inviting your Holy Spirit to give us ears to hear, hearts to receive, and minds that are open. Our burning desires to conform to the very image of Jesus and become that for which he has shed his blood and apprehended each and every one of us. We thank you for this opportunity and believe, dear Father God, that we will hear from on high those things that you have for each and every one of us as individuals and collectively as a church body. Father, we know that your word is not just intellectually learned, but spiritually perceived. And so we thank you for your Holy Spirit to make it a reality, all of us. In the precious name of Jesus, our Lord, amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to begin with Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4. We're talking about water baptism this morning. And so in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, beginning at verse 18, what we read is, Jesus walking by the sea. Yes, if you need a copy of the notes, raise your hand if you'd like a copy of the notes. Up front here, some other places. Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. They were casting their nets into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Notice this. These two individuals are out there basically working. You could say it that way. Fishing was their trade. And so while they're working, Jesus, I don't think he just happened to mosey by. I believe he was going there specifically to call them because he wanted them to follow him so he could make them what he wanted them to be. Does that speak to your heart this morning? We can live our life to be what we want to be. Or we can live our life to let him make us what he wants us to be. And they chose to do the right thing. They chose to follow him and fulfill his purpose for their lives. And to be honest with you and to be frank with you, had they made a different choice, we wouldn't even know the name Peter and Andrew as being biblical characters. Could have been other names. We'd know them. But they made that choice. They made that decision. And think about it. Now their names are written forever in the word of almighty God. You talk about fame, fortune, and success. Think about it. You can't get bigger than that, can you? Well, it's important to know that we're here this morning to support other individuals that made a decision to do the same thing. Because what they're saying to all of us here today is, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Now, we're going to share with you some reasons why water baptism is absolutely important. In the book of Matthew, chapter 3, reason number one Jesus was baptized in water. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so for now, or so now. For thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness or everything that is right. And so then he suffered him or he allowed him. Jesus himself who was the sinless son of God who had never did anything wrong was submitting himself to what kind of baptism? A baptism unto repentance. He had nothing to repent for and nothing to repent of. And yet he was baptized in water unto repentance to fulfill what is right. And if he did that, how much more should we fulfill all righteousness in our lives? Another reason is because it pleases the Father immensely. Let's read on. Verses 15 and 16. Matthew chapter 3. Or 16 and 17. Jesus said when he was baptized... Jesus when he was baptized went straight up out of the water and lo the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased would you like to hear those words coming from the throne of almighty God this is my son this is my daughter in whom I am well pleased So the father was pleased with Jesus' obedience. Even though he was righteous and holy, he still made a decision to get baptized in water to fulfill what is right. And so the father saw that and father said, I am pleased with what you're doing. And the same thing is true here today. Each and every one of you that will be baptized this morning... You can basically say, I can hear the same thing, that the Father God is pleased with me because I'm making a decision in my life to do something that he requires of me as an act of obedience, not for salvation, we'll talk about that in a moment, but he requires that of me because he wants me to be obedient even to the small things. And it's a small thing for us to do for him after what he's done for us. Can you say amen? And then thirdly, he made water baptism an eternal ordinance of the church. Look in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. In some translations say, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you all way even unto the end of the world or of the age. So Jesus made water baptism one of the only two ordinances of the church, the other being communion or the Lord's Supper, and then also water baptism, so think about that, based on what he did for us, in leaving the throne, coming to the earth roving self in flesh, walking as no man did going to a cross, suffering and dying then raised from the dead on the third day he did all that for us, took his blood to the high court of heaven, and sprinkled upon the heavy utens- utensils of worship, to redeem us from our fallen state, and all he said was, consider the Lord's Supper, and be baptized in water pretty simple, wouldn't you say? Based on what he did for us. It's an eternal ordinance of the church. Which is a command. It is a law. A statute. A decree. Okay. Secondly. Water baptism should never ever be taken lightly. Never ever. We're just going to go through it. We're going to do it. Or it should never be misrepresented. Never should it be misrepresented. And it should never be taken lightly. Why? Because some people. When they get baptized in water and they renounce their religion and they take on Christ as Savior and Lord, they're imprisoned for it. In other countries, they're also put to death for it. For us in the Bible, it means you died to self and you're alive to Christ. But before we read those verses, I'm going to read you this testimony. And this comes from uh, the Bibles for the Mideast, which is an organization where they are underground And in these Middle Eastern nations, they get Bibles and establish underground churches for people that want to, let's say, leave their religion and become a Christian and a follower of Christ. But I want you to hear this testimony. It's a powerful testimony of a woman, a daughter of a Muslim ruler who was arrested for her faith in Christ. And here's how it goes. From her childhood, she was a strong believer of Islam. After her school years, she went to, for higher studies in a Western university. There also, she never missed her regular practices of Islamic pillars. Well, one day she found at her table a tract, part of a tract that said that God made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin so we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ, a verse we all know very well. Well, she never heard it before. Well, this verse just struck her thinking. And she said to herself, how can this be that God would make Jesus sin for us? that's not possible so she threw the track away and she tried to go to bed that night but she couldn't get that verse you know the bible says that word will not return void but it will accomplish that which he pleases and prosper where he sends it it kept coming up and coming up and coming up before her mind and she's trying to go to sleep but she can't go to sleep the verse is just continuously coming up before her mind and then all of a sudden her room filled with light as if it was day From the light she heard a voice, Daughter, you are a sinner. There is none righteous, no, not one. All are gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. But I came to take all your sins away. I ransomed my life for many. Believe me and accept me, and I will give you eternal life. She understood it to be the voice of Jesus Christ. She knelt down by her bed, and she accepted him as her Savior and Lord. Well, then she declared her faith to her friends. And then to her family. When she told her family she'd become a Christian, her father and brothers exploded in a rage. They stripped her naked, bound her to a chair, fixed to a metal plate with which they wanted to electrocute her. She asked them to lay a Bible on her lap, at least. Her father responded, if you want to die together with your false religion, so be it. One of her brothers added, that will show you that your religion is powerless. Although they bound her, she was able to touch a corner of the Bible. She felt a strange peace as though someone were standing beside her. Her father and brothers pushed the plug into the socket, but nothing happened. They tried four times with various cables, but it was as though the electricity refused to flow. Finally, her father, angry and frustrated, hit her and screamed, You are no longer my daughter. He then threw his daughter out into the street naked. She ran through the streets, humiliated and in pain. Shaking and tearful, she ran to a friend. People looked at her, curious rather than shocked. Her friend let her in, clothed her, and gave her shelter. The next day, her friend asked neighbors what they had thought when they had seen a girl running naked through the streets. What are you talking about, they responded. We saw a girl running with a wonderful white dress like angels. We asked ourselves why someone so beautifully clothed had to run through the streets Actually, with her dress, we felt like she was flying. God had hidden her nakedness from their eyes, clothing her with a beautiful white dress. She became stronger in her Christian faith, but her father came to know where she was. Her mother and brothers went to see her and called her back, but she did not go with them and told them that she would not lose her faith in Jesus Christ. Then her father himself went there, took her back home by force, and still she's under house arrest. Because of her change of faith, the ruler banned all other religious movements and activities in his region. So, as far as we're concerned, it's very easy easy in our Western culture to take water baptism and accepting Christ as commonplace every day. But in other places... That we probably don't know a whole lot about. And even more that goes on. If you heard some of these testimonies from this group. It's amazing. Pastors. Where knives were trying to cut their throat. When the power of God just appeared. And threw the person away from them. And protected them. And they actually cut themselves. Almost like in the days of Jehoshaphat. When they fought each other. They fought themselves. And destroyed. So you see. Today. Again, it's easy for us to say, I'm going to accept Jesus Christ. I accept Christ as my Savior. I'm going to be baptized in water. Because there's no persecution connected to it. But in these places, and these people, and they will not recant. They will not give up their Christian faith, whether they're to be electrocuted or killed. If you remember the girl Miriam, uh, we talked about in Sudan, and how she was arrested for her Christian faith. And they said that she was committing adultery. Uh, Because she was married to a Christian man. And since she was Muslim. And she she became a Christian. They put her in prison. And she was pregnant. And they kept her there. And they were going to kill her. It was before the courts. They were going to execute her. Hang her for her Christian faith. And she refused to recant. She was not going to give up on Christ. And she had to deliver her child in jail. And then 20 months. That child was 20 months old. She was still in jail. Until finally there was some intervention. And she was liberated. She was delivered and set free. So you see, water baptism is really making a a declaration to heaven, people of the earth, and every demon force of darkness that I am a follower of Jesus Christ, period. And nothing will stand between him and me. Look at the verse in Romans 6, verses 4 through 7. For us in our Christian faith, what it means is this. I'm denying myself. So, candidates, this is what you're saying today. I've denied myself. I'm following Jesus as a disciplined disciple or student of my Lord all the days of my life. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Why are we crucified with him in spirit? That the body of him, of, of sin rather, might be destroyed. That our, in other words, fleshly life will not rule or reign over our lives, but we will live by who we are in the spirit in Christ. That henceforth, henceforth we should no longer serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. So in other words, sin has no power over our lives. And so it's important we recognize what we're doing when we get baptized in water. We're making a bold declaration before heaven, hell, and the earth that we are disciples of Christ. Disciplined students of our Lord sitting at his feet, looking into his eyes with a desire to be changed from glory to glory. So we could be like him, look like him, act like him, walk like him and represent him upon the earth in such a powerful way that people, when they see us, they know that we're Christians. And we're children of the most high God. We make a separation from this world to live for him. Now, water baptism, number three, is an act of obedience. But it's not required for salvation. And here's where sometimes people get confused. Water baptism is an outward sign of an inward work that already took place. But the inward work takes place first. And then we let people know I've accepted Christ outwardly. So you don't have to be water baptized to be saved, but if you are saved, you want to be water baptized as an act of obedience in service to God. Here I'll give you one illustration in Acts chapter 10, verse 44 through 46. Here we have uh, the house of Cornelius, and he was the centurion of the Italian band. The Italians were the first Gentile people to receive the gospel message, and uh, he was a devout man. He was a, a, a one who always fasted, always prayed, and always gave alms to the poor. But yet he was not saved. See, all those wonderful external things, they're wonderful and great, but they don't save anyone. But because of his faithfulness and his love for God and love for people, Peter was sent to his house to tell him about Jesus. And when Peter got there, he began to proclaim Jesus and the gospel of our Lord to a Gentile group of people that had never really heard before. The gospel message. That Jesus died. Was rose again. R- rose again from the dead. And is alive. To save mankind. So he did it. And here it says. While Peter yet spake these words. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word and they of the circumcision which were astonished as many as came with peter because that on the gentiles also was poured out the gift of the holy ghost now wait a minute here is a jew in the house of a gentile who says there's no way this can be happening but it's happening and i don't understand it i'm not even supposed to be in the house of a jew let alone come and preach of gentile than a priest in the gospel but he said the holy ghost fell on them peter said how did he know they heard them speak with tongues And magnify God. Then answered Peter. And then uh, we'll pick it up in just a moment here. They were saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. First. Before they got baptized in water. The Bible says that only those that are believers can receive the Holy Ghost. The world cannot receive him. John's Gospel chapter 14. The world can't receive him. But believers can receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So when you're first saved, you're baptized by the Spirit as a child of God into the body of Christ. But then afterwards, it's important that we get baptized in water. The second baptism is water baptism. And you're baptized by a minister of the gospel. The third baptism is the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 where you see in this third baptism they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. So those are three baptisms, three baptizers. But these people were saved first and they spoke in tongues second. Which means they were saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke with other tongues, had the Spirit manifesting Himself in their lives. And then thirdly, let's pick it up from there. It goes on to say, Can we, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. And if you read this full testimony, you find out that Peter was told to go down there and let them hear words whereby they can be saved. But notice the third thing was they were baptized in water. So in other words, if they were already saved and then later baptized in water, obviously water baptism isn't that which saves you. It's only an outward sign of an inward work of grace. And I didn't realize when I first got saved that there were many individuals that didn't believe that way. When, you know, I was baptized as a baby in water, but then when I got to the place where I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord, I was on fire for God. I mean, on fire for God. I was just so on fire for God, it was amazing the change that took place in my life. But I had this one thing that was just prying on my mind. You know what that was? That was, now oh, I've been baptized in water as a baby. Should I get baptized again? If I've already been baptized once, should I be baptized? See, religion does that to us, religion can make us crazy. And I got so crazy, I did the only thing any human being could possibly do. I called the 700 Club. <laughs> so I got on the phone with the 700 Club, and I told this prayer partner on the 700, from the 700 Club, look, here's my dilemma. I've been baptized as a baby. I've accepted Christ as my Savior now. I'm born again. I know I'm born again. I'm on fire for God. Now, what do I do? Should I get baptized in water again, or does that one count? And she gave me me a profound answer. What do you think? I said, ma'am, that's what I called you for. (laughs) I don't know what I think. All I know is on the inside of me, see, I didn't know about that leading of the Holy Ghost. I feel like I should get baptized in water now that I've accepted Christ as my Savior. She goes, well, then that's what you should do. Because that's the right thing to do. Because you couldn't accept Him as a baby you've got to accept him with understanding i said you're right and so now i'm thrilled i'm so excited i'm on fire i called this i started going to this little church i wasn't exposed to different kinds of churches i was going to this church nearby my home i called him on the phone called the pastor i said i'm so excited i'm so thrilled i got born again i'm saved i'm a child of god i want to get baptized in water when will be your next water baptism service be he said son i hate to burst your bubble but if you haven't been baptized in water you're not saved I was as shocked as you can be but that didn't deter me I'm telling you I was so on fire for God I said sir I know me before and I know me after and the one before is not the same as the one after I haven't been in the water but I've been baptized by the Holy Ghost praise God into the body of Christ I know that I know that I know he didn't buy it he didn't believe it he goes just get down here and I'll baptize you now that we do it the way we do it you know I didn't realize how it was to be done but he had a baptismal similar to this See, you didn't know I walk on water did you <laughs> he literally walked on water because his water was never changed for one year, that baptismal was filled with water, and it was full of scum, and I didn't know it. I was just on fire for God. I called him on the phone. He goes, come on down here right now. I'll baptize you in water. I'm going to get you saved. He thought he was going to get me saved, but sorry, I was already saved. No, I was just getting baptized in water. I got a few things together. I just went to church. It was about 10 minutes away. I got in my car, drove to the church as fast as I could, and I see him. I walk into the building, and I see him standing in the water. I don't know he has hip boots on. I have no clue he's dressed like that and so I go walking up the steps as fast as I can I'm going, and I start to go down those stairs in the water he goes wait before he can get wait a minute out of his mouth I'm already in this 33 degree water <laughs> with scum all over the top my ball's frozen let's get this over with go down to the water come up out of the water and came out on still on fire for God praise God he thought he got me saved but I knew I was already saved before I ever did that which is why you've got warm water today aren't you glad for that amen I know that you candidates will be glad for that bath bath temperature I'm telling you but anyhow I knew i could be i was saved even though i wasn't baptized in water thank god for the holy ghost and then look, look at this one in acts chapter 16 acts 16 verses 30 through 33 uh if you recall this is when paul and Sil- this is when they were arrested and put in jail and, in jail and after the miracle took place and their bands were loosed they began a church there but before they did at philippi the question is asked what must i do to be saved and they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and, you, and your house shall be saved. And thy house. Okay. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his straightway. Notice, in the Bible, in the book of Acts in particular, when anyone got saved, they didn't have to go through a 13-week course. Before they got baptized in water. When they got them saved. Right into the water. And I have listed these other scriptures for you. uh, Under point C there. Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized every one of you. And then also in Acts uh, 8.12. This is when. uh, Philip went down to the city of Samaria. Preached Christ to them. They gave heed. Given the things that he said and did. They saw. Miracles take place. Unclean spirits came crying out with loud voice. And many that were possessed with them. And those that were taken with the palsy and were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. And then they, they got saved. They gave their hearts to Jesus. And then they got them baptized in water. Then you will notice also in Acts chapter 35 and 36. That's what it says. They, they got them. This is a beautiful story. You could read it for yourself. But that's when the Philip then was, went to the, to the eunuch. And the eunuch, you know, he's doing his thing. He's reading a book of Isaiah. And he sees Philip. And Philip goes to him and he says "Uh, who's he talking about in this verse over here is he talking about himself or someone else and philip says he's talking about jesus and he preaches jesus to him then the eunuch says okay there's water over there what forbids me from being baptized what hinders me from being baptized and he said if you believe with all your heart let me ask you a question how can a baby believe with all his or her heart the only hindrance is you have to believe with all your heart and then be baptized in water. You accept Christ and get baptized in water. It's an outward sign of an inward work. And a baby can't do that. And that's why we always try to educate people. And in your home, you tell your young ones about the things of God and what water baptism really is. You make, I'll tell you what, this is another quickie. And this is uh, my one son, Jason, four or five years old at the time. And I looked over at him this one day, you know, working with him. And he's he's getting ready to go to bed. We're about to pray. And I just happened to ask him. I said, son, daddy's born again. He's going to heaven. Your sister's born again. She's going to heaven. Your brother's born again. He's going to heaven. Your mother's born again. She's going to heaven. Would you like to go to heaven? Got quiet for a second. He goes, I'm staying home. I knew right then, I knew right then, he's not ready. (laughs) But the beauty of it is, next year, a year later, we're doing the same ritual. We're going to bed at night. We're saying our prayers. Before I prayed, he says, Daddy, let me ask you a question. He said, "Um, people that are, and he named like a murderer, uh, a thief, whoever. He just named all these people that he thought were doing terrible things. He goes the murderer doesn't go to heaven the thief doesn't go to heaven and he named all these others then he said but daddy isn't it true that if the murderer gets born again he goes to heaven and the thief gets born again he goes to heaven and so on and so forth he kept saying I said yeah he looked at me and said I want to go to heaven and I'm not born again and I said he's ready he's ready and that's when he accepted Jesus Christ into his heart to be Savior and Lord of his life. So, you see, we have an opportunity to teach our young people about the things of God at a young and early age. Water baptism is a very important part of our lives. And then the last one in Acts 19, you can look at... This is really a powerful verse, verses. but we won't pull them up. We'll just quickly, I'll tell you. Paul there is at Ephesus and he's preaching Jesus. Actually, he finds some disciples there and he says to them, Have you... Been filled with the Holy Ghost since you believed. Notice Paul asked them the question. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost since you believed? He thought they were believers in Christ. But not yet filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay. They had the Holy Ghost in a new birth. But not in the filling, infilling or the baptism. And they said. We've not heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. And they said. Well what baptism were you baptized unto? They said John's unto repentance. He said. Well yeah. John baptized to repentance. But he also talked about someone who would come after him. That would. uh, You should believe on. And then he preached Jesus to them. And then once he preached Jesus to them, they got saved. Also, they got filled with the Holy Ghost and power, and they were baptized in water. So we can see all three baptisms taking place in one incident there in the Bible. So the whole point is, water baptism is really a very important part of our first step when you come to Christ. And why am I saying that? Because if we just keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and not doing it, not doing it, not doing it, what else are we hindering God from doing in our lives because of our act of disobedience? Of all the things that Jesus has done for us, it's a small thing to observe two ordinances. And an ordinance is a law, it's a decree, it's a command. And you'll notice in all these instances when they got saved, they were told to do what? Get them baptized in water. And so for all you candidates here today, I thank God that you're all saved. And now you're walking in obedience to fulfill the will of God. And I do believe this. You're opening up an avenue through which God can move in your life. Because any step you make toward him, he will make toward you. And I believe that some people, once again, have certain things hindered in their lives. Because they don't take that step. And if we don't obey now, he'll probably think, how are we going to obey anything? So, we commend you. We thank the Lord for each and every one of you. If there's anybody here that might spontaneously say, we'd like to be baptized in water, just meet us out there somewhere. Tell someone, we'll get you you in there. Amen. If you've accepted Christ, but if you haven't and you're not ready right now, think about what you've heard today and remember of all that he did for you, it's a small thing to celebrate the Lord's Supper and be baptized in water for him. Can you say amen? amen? Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word That's life-changing to all of us. And it's health to all of our flesh. And Father, we thank you for every candidate that's here today. Who would be baptized to declare to all the world before heaven earth and beneath the earth that they are followers of jesus christ and that they will live their lives in such a way as to glorify him and fulfill the purpose that he has for each and every one of their lives and we believe that you will meet them dear father god where they are at today and in the days that are forthcoming you'll manifest yourself in even greater and more powerful ways in and through their lives and so father we thank you for each and every one in the precious and holy name of jesus hi pastor bill here i want to thank you for joining us today just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I now accept you and receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, I have called on the name of Jesus. I'm now your child. In Jesus' name. Amen.